Curiocast Podcast Emporium. Biff. Pal. Shoom. Welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and we talk about the characters we all know and love, and have forgotten as well. With, I remember Jesse, say your name, okay. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Tim Stevens. Good evening, everyone. So how how does it... How's it feel to be back on this very exclusive podcast? It feels great. I've missed it. Been uh, yeah. getting all these other people in here, and it's, it kind of hurts yeah, every I time I see a new one go up. I mean, I love listening to them, but it stings that I'm not in it, you know? Um, You still work uh, on articles sometimes for Marvel.com, That right? is correct. You haven't got kicked out nope, yet? No, not yet. I am still okay. uh, freelance employed by the House of Ideas. Yep. Uh, he, he's, he has been up, he's been psychoanalyzing. That's correct. I don't know if that's <laughs> well, the word. It's close psychoanalyzing. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> enough. Yeah, uh, he, he's, uh, took up, he's very Freudian now. Uh, he does lots of cocaine. Uh, <laughs> talks about how people want to either, are always vying for their mother and their father's attention and trying to kill their same sex parents right. for it. He desires sex or death. That's what uh, Freud taught us. Yep, yep. And uh, that's how he approaches all Marvel characters. That's how I approach life. Just about sex and death. Well, today, we are going to be talking about Crystal. Oh, boy. I assume you know who Crystal is. I do know. Crystal is an inhuman. Inhumans are the hottest IP of the decade. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah, yeah, that's what everyone says. Everyone says that Inhumans are 100% wanted and not oversaturated. Exactly. I have not said. Uh, what? What? What's your brief overview of Crystal? I first got to know Crystal during a particularly lousy era of the Avengers. I didn't really read the book at the time, but it was like the foil cover era. And my mom, one year for Christmas, got me... Uh, there had been three or four foil cover Avenger covers. There's like a silver one, a gold one, and I forget what else. But Crystal was featured heavily in those because it was the Bob Harris era where everyone wore leather jackets and were really poorly drawn. So that's where I first met her. But my big association with Crystal is that my good friend and my editor at Marvel, Ben, loathes her. It is his least favorite Marvel character in the Marvel Universe. And this is long before the Inhumans were a big deal. He has never liked her. So, so Crystal for him is like my Cyclops. Uh, apparently so, which is crazy, because Cyclops is awesome. Ooh, mm, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, 87 through 89, so uh, the Inhumans are still on the blue area of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, which, that lasted for a long time, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, actually. And she was introduced, actually, she's a very old character, believe it or not. She's a 50, 52 years old, I think, almost. Uh, she's from 1965. 
So she was introduced in Fantastic Four uh, 45. Which means she was a Kirby uh, Lee creation. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, I, I think Kirby had a big thing. Like, no, yeah, Kirby had a big thing with the Inhumans, right? Kirby was really was big a- on the Inhumans. I mean, I don't think he got to do as much with them as he wanted to. A lot of, I think, what became, and I don't want to be inaccurate about this, but I think a lot of what he didn't get to do with Inhumans sparked his desire to create the fourth world and the new gods. I think, you know, his sort of stifling um, with the Inhumans are not really getting the true pass he wanted to get at them. He pumped a lot of that creative energy into creating the new gods after that. As much as I like some of the Inhumans, mm-hmm. uh, I like Medusa and... Um, right, and Crystal is Medusa's sister. The royal family, like, I do like, uh, like, Moon Girl is real good, and Moon Girl and Miss Marvel, and, you know, all those people. Right, Miss Marvel's technically good. inhuman. Mosaic, uh, which is a brand new title that's in, like, issue five, he's an inhuman. Um, yeah, like, Mosaic, I'm trying to get into Mosaic, like, it's, it's like, hitting that, like, I'm kind of interested, but not enough to really read it mm-hmm. as it comes out. I like it a lot, but I'm also... I think I'm two issues ahead in terms of scripts, so you may feel differently when you get to where I am. You might, you might start to because there's some twists that kind of make the book really start to click in my. It well, like it, it's kind of it's like on that edge where I'm like okay mm-hmm. with it and I'll read it, but like I'm not seeking it out. Like, yeah, no, I appreciate that. I really like yeah. it. Uh, Jeffrey Thorne, the writer, I think is excellent, and uh, he's a, certainly a great interview. So I think that helps me enjoy it too. The the thing is, like, I don't know much about uh, if this has been retconned at all, but um, she's still married to at this point uh, Pietro Maximoff, aka. You mean in the Marvel hand the Marvel handbook that you have it from? Are they still married? Yeah, yeah, they're definitely married. Yeah, I think they might have had a kid already. If they're married at this point, I don't. I don't know if it's currently. Yeah, they have a kid already because this is eighty nine. Because this is the updated version. So I don't know if they ha- if they have their yeah. kid, uh, Lu Luana, Lu- whatever, who later turns out to be uh, inhuman, but like not like a royal family. Style yeah, I mean your royal family inhuman, inhumans are like Dorgan, like Karnak, uh, Medusa, Crystal, and of course our favorite Blackagar Boltagon. Yeah, yeah, Blackagar Boltagon, our favorite, very silent <laughs> and brooding person. That I definitely am not bored he's of. Great. Every time I see him, I can get bored of him. You don't even know what he's about. He doesn't talk. He's so mysterious. Uh, I think I know enough what he's about. Medusa, Medusa is like super. Uh, it's just super, super, way more interesting. <laughs> the uh, yeah, but like yeah, their daughter has like I think the, I think she can sense auras or something like that. If I'm thinking, that sounds right. I'm, I'm honestly not sure, you know, because the thing with humans is they don't develop their powers I, I like... until they're exposed to Terrigen and the Terrigen Mist, and that's actually, relatively speaking, a fairly recent development in their daughter's life. After House of M, there was a uh, cr- thing, right. a decimation, yep. or yeah. whatever, where there was only 198 M day, uh, and there's 198 Yeah. Yes. Um, what Quicksilver did, because he lost his powers, um, he used Crystal's contact to use to get right. Terrigen. Right, he attempted crystals. to restart his own powers, and I guess, theoretically, Rebirth, or 
kickstart the mutant gene again by using Terrigen Mist. And uh, there was one kind of sad moment where uh, Callista, Callisto, not Callista, Callisto got her mm-hmm. powers back, but like they were like super, super right, they were jacked. Too, they were too and much. Her powers yeah. is like they were too much. And I think didn't Quicksilver get so fast he traveled through time? That sounds right. I think he ends up like it's something weird. Like he ends up hopping on his father. Well, at the time, who we thought it was his father, Magneto's timeline. Not quite sure, but it yeah. was something like that. Yeah, it was like I, like that was back when I liked X Men a lot. So, <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of what's happening now with IVX and the death of X and things like that actually kind of start with that stuff that Quicksilver did, you know, with the stealing of the Terrigen crystals oh. and things like that. You know, that's where the conflict of the Inhumans and X Men begins, and that's where we start to realize that. X-Men can, or mutants can respond to Terrigen Mist, but often it's not great. Um, and that's sort of where we are now. The Terrigen Mist creates this sort of, and a lot of mutants creates this virus called M-Pox, which is at the root of their battle. Okay, yeah, because uh, that's that was the big thing about the eight months later thing after the Terrigen Mist cloud. Um, a lot of mutants were either going sterile or right. dying. And that's why they had to do the mutant. That's why they had to add in humans in the uh, Unity team, yeah. Which was the Uncanny uh, X- Avengers. Not X- Uncanny right. Avengers. Uncanny yeah, that Avengers. team is predominantly Inhumans, mutants, and what we call humans. So you know, your Captain America is not necessarily not superpowered, but not by either of those methods. Uh, we started talking about just general Marvel mm-hmm. continuity. Uh, <laughs> let's get this. Uh, yes. back to Crystal. Uh, yeah, she's apparently she was briefly mistaken for the Mayan god Ixel. Okay, that I don't remember, but I trust you. Yes. Uh, and so she is Medusa's mm-hmm. sister. She's part of the uh, royal family of Inhumans, which is I think. They're trying real hard to make a, I think, what is it going to be, a TV movie or something? Well, it's a little weird. So it's being released in theaters with the idea that the subsequent episodes will be like a television miniseries. So I think it's like the first installment is going to be released in IMAX, and then you'll be able to catch the next eight episodes on television is the plan. Uh, That's weird it, it, it's unusual but i'm not really good, sure it doesn't really matter why that came to be the case but it is unusual certainly she first showed up in fantastic four and uh she dated johnny storm yep. for a while um that ended and she's been is, is she still with no Quicksilver, or is it like a not separation any longer. thing they've been they've been separated for a bit now um I think they were separated when before he went on his house event. No, that is the sort of the, the final nail in their coffin. They've been estranged on and off again. And then when he betrays Crystal to get the Terrigen Mist, that is the official sort of end of their relationship. Oh, yeah, there's that whole, I think, part of the... Okay, sorry. I'm getting into now a more obscure Marvel continuity because it was Cosmic Marvel, right. and yep. that tends to not be main... <laughs> But during the War of the Kings and Realm of the Kings exactly. crossover yep. event with the cosmic thing, uh, the Ronin was trying to marry Correct. Crystal. And it was going to be like a... Make the inhuman. Yes, exactly. You're on the right track. It's like this sort of... The classic royal marriages of old where you 
have two kingdoms that would get the children married so they wouldn't fight anymore was sort of the idea. I really, actually, I really like that series a lot. That 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 those crossovers. Yeah, those are fun. It was the last time we ever saw Hero Kala, the the other son of Hulk. That's right. I want him back. I really like Hero Kala. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Uh, but uh, yeah, but she was she was a m- member slash not member of Fantastic Four for a while. She like kind of was. She was like half like, "Hey, you're close by. Help us." And also, Franklin is still a baby, right? Yep. So take care of him. Yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to think thing. how long that went for, but yeah, she was in the book as a character, and then there's a history. I, I think she was a replacement for Sue while she was pregnant, and then she continued on after Sue had the baby. Um, but again, relatively early. In comparison to where we are right now, I think that stopped around issue 100. 100 something, early 100s, that she stopped being in the book. So, just about the time Kirby left, it would have been, I think. Yeah, either around the time Kirby left or like the year after or something like that. I mean, she has a lot of stories. It's just like, it's a lot of stories. It's kind of hard to talk about like super long. Yeah, I mean, uh, she is definitely a mostly supporting character. She tends to bubble the surface every now and again. You know, during that Fantastic Four era, the Avenger era that was pretty lousy that I talked about earlier, and then now she's sort of, um, or for a while in the Charles Souls Inhumans team, she's kind of like the lead diplomat, I think they refer to her as. So she kind of, you know, she's their head diplomat slash covert action team leader kind of thing. Um, So she kind of took center stage on that, but you know, those titles are changing now, so it's unclear what's going to happen to her next with um, the Royals is um, an Al Ewing written title that's going to have her and the rest of the royal family that we mentioned earlier going into space looking for the origin of the Terrigen Mist. So it remains to be seen if she's going to be a really prominent part of that book or kind of just along for the ride. Yeah, she's never really like center stage. No. It's I mean, she's okay. Well, you need supporting characters too, but it's just tough. Yeah, she's an important character, but like, it's it's just it's kind of hard to talk about long running supporting characters because right. like they're tied into every other person's right. story. Right, I was gonna say her her biggest claim to fame is her connections to other people. You know, it's sister of Medusa, um, former girlfriend of Human Torch. You know, uh, former wife of Quicksilver. Former- like, a lot of her biggest moments are actually in reaction to or in correspondence with these other sort of more well-known or mainstream characters. Yeah, so, like, it's, you know, it's, like, you have to kind of explain a lot more and have to have a lot more knowledge of other right. characters. Right, and she has a thing with a lot of supporting characters where they just kind of disappear for a while and then they show back up and they're slightly different than when you left them. It's not really clear why. So, Crystal, we still haven't gotten to this. Uh, Crystal's power is she can control the four basic elements yes. in nature. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago. They just say a bunch of how she controls it through controlling the molecules, but she basically has magic element powers. Don't they, they, There's no need to complicate it, really. Yeah, I mean, and if you think about it, they're... It's a pretty impressive set of powers. I don't know how much I've actually seen her use them, though. 
I don't know if I've seen her use them that much yeah. either. I mean, in addition to that, she's supposed to be like strong and really durable and fast and that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, in terms of actually seeing her really cut loose, I can't remember a lot of times that's happened. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just, she's, she's a super long running female character who's been, you know, around for a long time. It just kind of sucks when you see those characters, especially when they have cool powers not utilized. Right, you just want more for them, kind of thing. And it kind of sucks when you see super long-running female characters who have, like, cool powers. Like, it really sucks when they have cool powers. And they're not really utilized in a way that's interesting. Yeah, well, it's just like how Sue Storm, for, like, forever, was basically a background character in her own Yeah, I mean, there's certain attempts at it. Like, you know, John Byrne thought she was the most powerful character, which I think she's on the Fantastic Four, which he's probably right about. But the way he then utilized that was, like, to make Malice, which is this, like, I don't know, split personality that she has when she's under stress, who wears, like, dominatrix outfits and gets really angry. Uh, not actually all that dissimilar to what he would eventually do to Scarlet Witch, um, which may be commentary on Jumper's state of mind. Uh, but, you know, so there's a lot of people over the years who have given voice or um, lip service to the idea of her as the most powerful. But actually portraying her that way has been dodgy. Ultimately, they did probably the most consistent job at it. Actually, yep. I feel like the only time I've seen Sue Storm actually portrayed as like the most powerful member of the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four was in the Ultimates universe. They they did a really good job. They did a really, really good job at it. And they even did the whole like malice thing. And but the thing is, it's like it didn't come out of nowhere, really. Because it was like towards the end of her and Ultimate Reed, um, Ultimate Reed going bad. It was like the beginning, around the beginning of that. Yeah, and what I liked about what they did with the Ultimate suit too was that it wasn't just that it emphasized how powerful she was; it also emphasized what a good leader she was. You know, she really steps up, especially in the wake of Reed revealing himself to be the Maker. Um, I mean, obviously, there's some fairly terrible things that happened to. Uh, thing in particular, but Sue is written as consistent and smart and in control, which it doesn't happen as often in the main universe, unfortunately. Yeah. So, um, we should probably get to plugs. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, like, I mean, unfortunately, Crystal was also a side character in our conversation about Crystal, so. Right. Sorry, Crystal. Sorry. So far, this has happened to all of the Inhumans we've talked about. But remember, they are the hottest IP of the past decade. Yes, they are. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) All right, plug away. Well, I mean, you first. Uh, Well, um, as Jesse alluded to, you can find me three to four days a week at marvel.com. My signature piece are Psych Wards, the most recent one I did with uh, Agent Ortiz in the latest issue of Punisher, or from the latest, uh, I should say, volume of Punisher. But uh, you can find other sort of promotional things, interviews, listicles, because the internet loves listicles, uh, at marvel.com. And you can follow me on Twitter, where you'll see my avatar depicts me as the best inhuman Blackagar Boltagon, and that's at Ungaje, U-N-G-A-J-J-E. Uh, this is Jesse. I have another podcast called 
turn two page uh, where go. I talk to two people and read Choose Your Adventure book and we kind of venture in junk. Maybe this month? Actually, I'm just going to do it. This month you can hear Tim uh, talk about ant people. Hey! Yeah. That one's been a long time coming. A lot of them has been a long time coming, Tim. <laughs> yeah, you have a huge archive. I do. Uh, I have lots of incomplete archives with people who are now in completely different uh, social and life positions, and I can no longer get them on. So, uh. <laughs> it's real good. Uh, but So, you can listen to that. You can follow that at Turn2PagePod on Twitter and on the Facebook group. You can also find me on Random Sampling, which you can find me and Carrie Nelson, the lovely podcast cohort that I talk to each week about random stuff that pops up on Wikipedia and other wikis. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a great one. You guys should definitely check that out if you haven't yet. Yeah, it's, it's good. Carrie like it is a, a delight. Carrie's yep, a delight. Not, but, but Carrie no, is. No, I mean, Jesse is trash, but Carrie's a delight. Yeah. Now, Jesse's great, too. You know why Jesse's great? Why? He's got all these great podcasts, like oh. Random Sampling and this one. Yeah. Well, you can. Uh, you can support the shows by either rating, reviewing, subscribing, and all that stuff on your podcatcher of choice. iTunes, Stitcher. I don't think you can do it on Google Play, but I don't know. Try. Uh, <laughs> you can... Uh, but you can also support us monetarily by lining my pockets with that sweet, sweet cash on Patreon. Don't all bills, y'all. Uh, there's currently no bonus stuff for this show, but there's bonus stuff for Turn to Page. And uh... You know what the bonus is for this show? The bonus for this show is you reward artistic work. That's its own Oh bonus. yeah, I do work real hard on this, actually. It take it takes a lot of time to schedule four people to do a whole month of recording within a couple weeks and edit it. Takes a lot of time, guys. Right. I might be... Oh, okay, never mind. I just got stressed thinking about doing it again in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I set a really hard schedule for this one. So please... You've been please. doing it. You've been crushing it. I haven't missed a week yet, so you can buy a shirt, which hopefully will have t-shirts for this show eventually on the Redbubble store. All that can be found in the description down below. Uh, this has... Uh, the artwork is done by Ryan Healy. Uh, I've got you with a weird echo thing going on. Light. So what? The artwork is done by Ryan Healy, and... This has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchie protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Good night!